0: Hey guys hey. welcome to Two legit to qt where you can get it done with tish you already know you are the best. best. yes and become the best version of yourself with me Koya. today i am so excited because we are here with raquel aka rocky lily tatium i hope i'm pronouncing it right tatium <laughs> She is just Rocky Lily. <laughs> oh, we are here with Rocky Lily. Let's get it right. We are here with Rocky Lily. She is a producer for all sorts of content. Just recently, a digital show. Just Angela, welcome to the show, Rocky.
1: Thank you for having me, guys. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. And yeah, she's my girl,
2: magic with her hair, girl. I just,
1: I'm just listen. Yeah. I've been like picking at it because I'm like, okay. Let's be twins today. Let's be twins. <laughs> my cousins. Let's match. Wrong size. Okay.
0: <laughs> I feel like being a black woman is so difficult because it doesn't matter whether you're wearing your natural hair, a wig, a weave, locks. Like I'm actually getting my hair. Um, Getting soft locks um, on nice. Sunday, but even mm-hmm. with this wig, girl, some days it doesn't want to act right. So I'm like, I'm like, okay, why? Why is the lace? Why is the lace not falling today? And it's just like it. It, 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 it even it. even your hair's hair has a life of its own. It's just a yeah. hot natural mess.
1: <laughs> and listen, you got to speak to your hair like you speak to your plants. Okay, yeah. like you will work today. You are beautiful. You are glorious. All right, these curls will. They will. Swirl, okay. We will not boot. All right, like you got to seek life into it. we in You plan. will lay. <laughs> <laughs> and um,
0: let and let the hair know. I am in charge. Okay, I am in charge. You exactly. are not your own external exactly. person exactly. or spirit. Yes. Okay, exactly. you. I'm the
2: captain me. now. I'm the captain now. act
0: that's <laughs> I'm in charge. <laughs> yes, yes. So, Rocky, we we are really excited just to have you on the show. We had the pleasure of looking at everything you're doing. You you have done so much. You have over 10 years of experience working oh, wow. in entertainment. Can you tell us how what inspired your career in entertainment and how you got into producing?
1: Well, honestly, getting into producing was an accident. <laughs> it was a total accident um i started off as a music business student
2: and when
1: i was in school this was right around when like everything was happening with like napster and like streaming and all of that that was not even a thing yet and the music business was like panicking you know because you had all of this you know stolen albums and records and and (laughs) record labels were closing left and right and so literally i got to about my junior year and my professors were literally in all of my classes, like, so you guys should probably find some other concentrations just in case. Wow. Yeah. So it was at that point that I like literally randomly started taking radio and and television. And so it was a huge pivot for me because I started off like, oh, maybe I'll be an entertainment lawyer. Um, and then a professor said that, you know, a previous like an, an alum said that they were looking for an office production assistant. I didn't even know what that was. Um, and I was just like, sure, I'll do it. And I walked <laughs> in the room and I was like, listen, I'm going to be the next Oprah, so you need to hire me. You know, <laughs> what the hell I was talking about? But I was selling it, OK? And before I knew it, I was in reality TV. And it's just been like crazy ever since. So, Wow. What school did you go to? I went to Temple TU. <laughs> OK. okay.
0: OK, even I've heard of that. I'm from the West Coast. Um okay. But I feel like when you're from the South, there are certain schools where they're huge. And sometimes I don't know. And people are like, what do you mean? You know,
2: <laughs> just like, but I have heard mm-hmm. of them yes. <laughs> In Yes. In Philly, right? Yep, it's right. right in Philly. That's amazing. Yeah.
1: And so I um, Big ups I- to Philly. Big ups to Philly. Less- up to Philly. Listen, Less- I want a cheesesteak yeah. right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know it is
0: 1244, right? It is like lunchtime. Listen, my stomach is like,
1: you know, pray for us.
0: Don't worry, we're gonna fill you up with this interview, with the like bread of this interview.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And as,
1: soon, as soon as we, you know, convene and wrap it up, there will be footage going on yes. like, right right downstairs, you know, just right there. Hey, Amen <laughs> for the gravity. For the gravity. So here. Rocky, yeah. um, so you
0: have a lot of experience with digital content. Can you tell us a little bit about like the difference between producing digital content and producing like a film or a TV show? Because I think it's really um, interesting. You work for Ken Community, and I, mm-hmm. I actually so I watch a lot of YouTube content, and I actually saw like. Kim Community, I'm like, oh, there's all of these celebrities that have their own YouTube show, but it's not like them just posting. It seems like they're actually being paid by like a company or it's through a company. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting. I had actually heard about Kim Community and I saw like Adrian Ballone and like uh, Tia Maury yeah. and all of those people. And I'm like, this is really cool. I don't know what it is. And then when I looked you up on LinkedIn, I was like, oh, okay. So that's how all of that is happening. Can you tell us yes. a little bit about that? And just even like, the differences between producing a digital show?
1: Well, I mean, let's see, where do I start? I would say, well, most of my experience, or at least I have most of my roots in reality television. So I probably can't speak as much to film, but what I will say is like, film is like, even as an independent filmmaker, you have a lot of, People that it takes to make a film, right? Mm -hmm. Reality TV is like, slice that in half, but like, still give us a show. Digital is (laughs) like, listen, we're gonna give you three people and um, figure out how to make this work. Um, So, on like the production end, it's really just kind of being, I think, what a lot of companies have seen, especially going into like the streaming space and the digital space, they've seen what individual content creators have been able to do with just a phone with just a light a phone uh, a dslr and so i think a lot of companies have been able to kind of jump into this wave of creating content that um you know millennials and gen x's are or i should say gen z not gen x um are actually participating in and 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 this is the wave of where media is going um i will say that like with television or making reality TV is, you know, you're hitting that, it's that 22 minutes and your eight minutes of commercials. With digital, you have a little bit more liberty. You have a little bit more to you can wing it, you can do random things. It doesn't have to be so um, formulaic and cohesive. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like what works for digital is the randomness of it and it's the realness, it's the authenticity, you know? So and television, it might be, well, hot miss TV works as well, but usually, you know you're thinking a little bit more about being a little bit more polished. and mm-hmm. the lens of digital is in my opinion, meant to feel more personable. It's like mm-hmm. you want the the viewer to like get to know you as opposed to like they're watching a celebrity on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of feel like those are kind of some of the key differences that I found with working in television versus working in in digital.
0: Okay. And you work with so on just just Angela, you work with Angela Simmons. You're working with a celebrity. Like, how's that experience? I actually met her one time at a um a nail shop because I'm in Brooklyn. So I met that her at huh? a nail shop. Um, and I remember like getting my nails done and I was like, I think that's Angela Simmons. And she was with her friend and she was getting a pedicure, and then she kind of saw me and it was kind of like, but let's not. Like <laughs> that we saw because you a lot of celebrities, they don't want a lot of attention. So I was just like, Yeah, oh, I oh okay. And like I knew what was going on, but I was like, let me just not even make a scene, but right, right. Well, exciting like working with her and like how are you able to make that like realistic and then still like make her pop as well on screen so that it's engaging. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't
1: have to work that hard. Like, mm-hmm. I would say I've worked with a lot of people and working with Angela is very much so like what you see is is what you get. She's very real. So I don't have to, I don't have to produce her really. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's just a conversation of like, what do you want to share with the world? What do, what do you want people to know about you? And, and, and so like the whole premise of this show is really just about you know, you've seen her on 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 Run's House. You've seen her with you know growing up hip hop. You've always kind of seen her with these like ensemble or like family or friends. And so what she wanted was just Angela was for people to just get to know her mm. as just a person, you know. And so I will say like starting out as a fan, like growing up on like the pastries and Daddy's Girls, you know, it was yes. like, I was I was really intimidated, honestly. Going into it. But when I tell you like she's dope AF, like she's so down to earth, she's funny as hell. (laughs) Like, and I think that I'm just really excited to be able to show the world an aspect of her that I don't think that people often get to see. Like I feel like Mm -hmm. if you would have said what's up in the in the salon, you would have been fine. (laughs) You
0: (laughs) (laughs) You never know. I saw um last weekend or last week, I saw the guy that was in uh, the main character—I forget his name—in Lovecraft Country, and I love Yes, the main one. Yes, yes, beautiful black man. I forget his name. Yes, like you see him, and you're like, yes, and he's educated, at, like yes. Um, yes, and I, I remember I saw him, and I was like, wait, and he was like walking up to the picnic picnic house at Prospect Park. But we had that moment where he, his look definitely was like, I was like, oh, and he was like, yeah. And he was like, yeah, like chill. Yeah, that's okay,
1: okay,
0: so I didn't say anything in that because he definitely was like, okay. And I think they might've been filming something or whatever, so he might've been in character because he actually, the way mm. he was dressed, he definitely looked like he was playing. He kind of plays like those um uh historic kind of characters and whatnot. Mm, he was kind of dressed mm. like that. Um but yeah like I I remember like watching um Run's house and watching her and her sister and I was just like they kind of had that life that like you wanted because like they they had like a, a famous wealthy dad. <laughs> so they just right. like they had the right. pool parties with their friends and they were always yes. out. So I was like that must be like really interesting. To um to just like produce a show with like somebody like like you grew up with you know um, mm, yeah what's yeah. the process for that because like I had a I had had a YouTube show now we're like folks now I'm focused on the podcast but I had a YouTube show I actually had a videographer and like mm. it was a lot of work that was put into to that a lot of people were like they saw these like one minute clips on Instagram, and then they saw the longer episode on YouTube. But like, I felt like it was a full blown production. Like I had to like craft my questions and then we have like improv element, but I had to like communicate with the like cinematographer and whatnot. Like, can you take us like through like your process, like a day in the life of like producing that show? Cause I'm really
1: curious. Mm. Well, listen, one thing I will say is like, it's a little different because we started this show in the pandemic, you know, so it's a, you know, it's very different from how we would normally have to produce things. Um, But what I would say is like, usually it kind of starts off as like a meeting with Angela and her team and like her just kind of going over, you know, different aspects of her life, like what's going on, like some of the things that she would like to tackle and like kind of expose people to that are just like a part of her, her everyday life. Um, and then from there, it's really kind of on my end, no different than you know a television show, right? So, like, I know what she wants to do, and so I'm making sure that we have an amazing, you know, DP. Shout out to our DP, Louie. Um, you know, we're pulling together a team, we're making sure we have a COVID compliance officer, um, we're making sure that like the lighting is popping. She just (laughs) happens to like to sit like. So be like, let's film like right in front of this window, so we get this nice sunlight, you know. So it's it's really, I would say it's really no different than any other YouTuber. It's making sure you have ideas for you know what you want to talk about, what you want your show to be, getting a camera, and just going. Um, I would say that like, as far as like the process was like producing the show it's so it's very simple like digital is very much so like we are youtubers Like, no difference than like, if you cut your camera on and you start your YouTube channel, the only difference is obviously working with Ken Community, which is an amazing production company. They work with a lot of different celebrity talent. You know, so we have the backing of, like, amazing people who have studied, you know, things like channel analytics and and what works. Mm -hmm. then, and -hmm. people who are on the social media team to kind of help with that. But as far as, like, anything, you know, social media and, like, her photos and, like, videos, like, It's her, you know. She's like this angle. Let me make sure. Let's make sure this side is popping. You know, like it's really, it's really her. So I really don't have to do that much. It's just a matter of me doing the logistics and obviously making sure that we're, you know, following, you know, all of the guidelines and things like that. And Mm -hmm. and
2: also just to like. You know, everybody has this perception that like celebrities, when they get on social media, they'll just pop off like YouTubers. And and a lot of this, it just takes a lot of work, just as much work as the people out there who are doing YouTube. So I do thank you for saying, because people out there wanting to create their own content, as we talk a lot about on this show, they just have this idea that things will get easier. But you cannot predict what an audience is going to like. I don't care, I don't care how many teams you have, how many people you have. Like if the content isn't engaging, like people aren't going to watch it. So I just also want to encourage people out there that, listen, everybody's, when it comes to like creating digital content, everybody's on the same, like even though you have these teams, we're all coming from the same space. of just content that really like works for the audience out there. And speaking of production companies, you got your own. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean,
0: uh, uh, yes. Can yes, we get into the name? Can oh, no. we get into the name? Because let me tell you, when I saw that <laughs> name on the email, I was like, oh, no, 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 this can't be right. Like, I was like, oh, no, no this isn't. I was like, maybe it's. And I had to like cross reference it. Can you, can
1: you, like, I need yes. to know how the name came about? This is, this is literally Sorry. my favorite question, right? So, like, I'm, I'm a baby production company right now, right? So we are still in the process of, of developing and, and laying the foundation for an official launch. Um, but for me, it was just I feel like I had an epiphany, right? working in in this business and it can be really tough. It can be really draining. You're working 14, 16 hour days you don't always come across the most pleasant people in the workplace. Um, it's not like working in corporate America where you always have some sort of HR person to say, hey, this producer is not so nice. <laughs> you don't have that. you know, And so I think that like, after all of these years of working in spaces, some of them really, really positive, but also some of them being really toxic, especially in the reality TV world. Um, Like even if you follow, you know, there's like a new union a non-scripted union that's being developed, um, kind of speaking to some of the issues that happen with being an unscripted producer. You know, we don't always have some of the same protections as some of our scripted counterparts in film and and in scripted television. Um, And so it can be, it it makes you forget why you did this in the first place, right? Like I got into the, well, I got into television by accident. But even going (laughs) into music, I got into it because I wanted to have fun. I wanted to be a kid forever. I wanted to enjoy work. I did not want to sit at a desk. that Mm -hmm. That wasn't me. And so, when I was going through the process of like creating the name of my company, like because there's such a a push for joy, especially after all of the trauma that we have experienced as black folk, like I just I just wanted something where I I could never go into a meeting, into any sort of pitch meeting, whether it's at like a major network or just like a coffee. At some point, you are going to laugh because you're going to be like, "Why the hell? <laughs> <All right. laughs> Why would you name your company?" My house? So, number one, it was about the joy, but the, but then also, it's very indicative of me. Okay, like I can belch you under the table. All right, oh. and and anybody who knows me, I can belch an ABC, and I know that that. Listen, I keep a V face, but I'm also real. All right, all right, um, all right. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> But then also so it's like a couple of different layers, right? And so fart for me is literally the combination of food plus art equals fart. And I love food. I got like my, found. I think my first show that I worked on was Restaurant Impossible. And so every show that I've actually really, really enjoyed has had some sort of food center. Um, And now that I'm kind of exploring the space of going into scripted, going into independent films and going into dinner theater, I wanted a name that combines the things that I love, food and art and farting and being joyful, you know? (laughs) That's eh? <laughs> no,
2: that, that is, that is awesome. And I, I mean, it's definitely memorable. I'll tell you yes. that. And yes, you cannot, you cannot forget that, but let's, let's talk a little bit about like some of the things because you are a multi-hyphenate, you know, you definitely yes. have a lot that you do and a lot that you can offer out there to individuals who are looking for services, just like what you do. Can you talk about, cause there's a lot girl. I want to, on your website, there is a <laughs> lot of yes. yeah. all the things. <laughs> talk about like, say there's an artist out there who's like, they want to, you know, they want to, you know, um, they want to work with you. Um, can you talk a little bit about what you can do for artists out there who want to start their, they want to begin their own digital content. They don't know where to start. They're looking for someone who has the experience that you
1: have and sure. they want to reach out to you. So I would say, number one, I'm I'm very excited for all kinds of business. So like, let's just put that out there. Thank you for the plug. Um, Listen, listen. Go ahead and go over to the website farthouse.com, and you know reach out to me and we can have a discussion. But what I like to tell you know, just your average everyday person, right? Like I'm Keisha from down the block and I just want to do something. You don't always. You don't need me. You really don't need me. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's like low key, like, bro, you you have a business. You're not supposed to tell people that, but you don't. You don't need me. The biggest thing that I can say for any artist is just to go and create. Um. And so for me, a lot of the inspiration be, behind me even having a company and and being a multi hyphenate is seeing people like Issa Rae, seeing people like mm-hmm. Tyler Perry. The door. The the path is not always the same but for us you know we don't always get into the rooms and so sometimes the best way for you to put yourself out there is to just start making stuff get your listen this it's a 4k camera okay (laughs) it's a 4k camera yeah turn it on sit in front of your window get you some popping sunlight you know and 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 start there just start making things just start developing who you are um, as as a creator, as an artist, um, and then when you get to a place of like you've been doing it yourself, and then you're ready to like, okay, I, I want to look a little more dewy on camera. I want some extra nice lights. I want I want to see if I could maybe potentially turn my content into some sort of licensing deal, or maybe I can start branching into television. I want to expand my audience. Then you know, going over to that website. Shoot me an email, we'll start with a questionnaire, because every person is different, you know? Like, you might be a singer and you're just like, well, I just want to start a YouTube channel for my music. And the way that I'm going to put together, you know, your your brand is going to be totally different from someone who's like, I would like to climb mountains. I won't be there with you, I don't do that. But <laughs> I will find the. I will find the team to climb that mountain with you, Boo. Okay, come on, <laughs> come on. Listen, <laughs> so, so, I, I know so, my
2: limitations. <laughs> so, when gonna, so when we gonna get that book, though? When we gonna get that book? Right. When we get that book okay.
1: you know I'm what? Just saying. I have, I have a book, but it actually has absolutely nothing to do with entertainment. It's mm-hmm. more so just about my personal journey and some of the things that I've had to uh, overcome as an individual. And so people have been asking me for. Forever, forever, ever. And um, in due season, it'll be here. Right now, I'm just focused on, all right, let's get this production company off the ground. I've been working mm-hmm. on some amazing theater projects. You know, mm-hmm. fingers crossed and prayers up, I'll be able to start launching my dinner theater sen- series in the fall. Um, so I have a lot of, like, you yes. know. Wow. Like, uh, yes. <laughs> and will that be in those. New York,
0: the dinner theater? Because I saw that on your website. I was like, I wonder if that's <laughs> in New York. Is it going to be in
1: New York? No, so I'm actually starting in my hometown of Delaware. Um okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I kind of it's so it's so funny because it's like now because of the pandemic, I had to leave the city. It was just like yeah, you're not paying this New York City rent when there's no work. So <laughs> <We cannot. laughs> um, you know, like you gotta be practical, right? Um, and so I actually left the city to move back home with family. So mm-hmm. listen, you're, you're top, I'm a showrunner and I'm living with my mama. That's and, uh, that
0: is, listen, that is, listen.
2: Is
1: Let's let's be, let's be let's be real, let's be
2: real, let's be real out mm-hmm. there to the people, let's not give them this because you know when we're in the industry and we work in because oh, yeah. I'm a line producer, I'm a line producer, yeah, everybody yeah. think you, you have it, and I just mm-hmm. did this whole like like biopic film fun. Everybody think yeah. it ain't like that, y'all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It ain't like mm-hmm. that. Even will no.
0: Even will Catlin, I don't know if you saw the video. I sent Tish this video of Will Catlin and his wife, and mm-hmm. they were in the process of purchasing a home in the pandemic. And so they had the money. um but then all of his projects, of course, were were put on halt and they were put on hold. Yes. And um they actually, and I think he's just a beautiful, beautiful soul and beautiful spirit. him and his wife, and then the the baby is just black girl black girl joy. Uh, black girl magic. Yes. So cute. But he talked about how they had to reach out to friends and family and create a fund for them to continue purchasing their house. And he said, you know, a lot of times people, they see you on TV, they see you doing all these various projects, and they don't Mm -hmm. understand it's like a contract job. It's not always like that. And so their community actually assisted them and helped them to be able to have the money for their home, you know, and they're also in LA. So even a three bedroom house in LA is still very expensive.
1: But I I just,
0: his honesty was just so refreshing um, because it it is this uh, perception in the industry Mm -hmm. that if you're not on TV right now, if you're not making all of this money and driving a Beamer and living in this Mm -hmm. house that you're not working. And that's just not the reality of a working professional in this industry, even
2: actors like- And um, the expenses- and yes, people. Can we talk about the end? Like, in order to do what we do, like you, yeah. you have expenses, okay? Expenses mm-hmm. yes. are that you end- can't uh,
0: that you can't uh, get back. It's not like you're just like going to H. Like you said, HR yes. earlier, and you're like, um, here are my expenses, and then you're getting right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. My
2: girl, as a pro- you know, because I'm with you, the producer, you know, as a mm-hmm. producer, my yes. expenses to level up in this industry, industry is just it's always a cost and i'm not saying that everybody should do what i'm doing right but at some point Mm -hmm. you're going to see that you're putting money over here for this thing and that thing that you need because you know that people have the expectation to see that and these website Mm -hmm. costs and these like all these things that you have to pay for on a monthly basis so you know just the the business
0: tax alone we just did the taxes for us at tish wait a second, what? I'm like, I need my K-1. And then he, like, the mm-hmm. accountant pops back the number, and I'm like, we have
1: a company. Oh. Have ready, just so
2: yeah, they- yeah. yeah,
1: no, I, I get it. Like, I had to, you know, just being transparent and real, I, I officially incorporated in 2019. Like, mm-hmm. my plant, like, I had been building, and I was set to launch March 2020, and things mm-hmm. went left, you know, and so that franchise taxes that, you know, and I'm like, I'm not even in my business, you know, and so that's when you start getting into the things of, you know, trying to get these grants or trying to get, you know, the forgivable PPP loan, you know, but as a mm-hmm. business, it is, it's expensive, mm-hmm. it, is. it is, you know, trying to be in this industry is expensive. And especially when you work in the field where the majority of your work is in the most expensive city, oh New York, my gosh. exactly. LA, Atlanta's creeping up, you know. So it's it's kind of like, and I was actually having this conversation with my sister yesterday because I was like, you know, I'm having to do a whole financial do over. I was home with every other producer, April 2020, crying, watching Tiger King, looking at the credit. Like, all those people, we don't have no job. We all just home, not working, and y'all, you know, I was just eating and crying and watching Tiger King. Amen. You know, and so it's just, you have to be real. Like I am I am still bouncing back and I was literally having the conversation with my sister who works in, you know, she works at a bank, she works in corporate. And then of course being at Delaware, she's like, yeah, my, my total monthly sp- expenses are about a thousand. And I was just like, what? What? Yeah. No wonder, not, I, no wonder I am not getting ahead in life. My minimum expenses are like $3,000 and that's the bare Girl. minimum. That's yeah. that you know, it really it's like no really it's
0: really
2: it's 4 to 45. And, and can I give big ups to Delaware because first and foremost if yes. you don't know guys when when you incorporate in Delaware there are a lot of benefits. So I just want to put it out big ups to Delaware because I incorporate all my companies in Delaware. Yes. Come to me
1: in Delaware (laughs) and see what's going on. (laughs) You'd be surprised. Most of the major companies and banks are incorporated in Delaware. 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 Harvard
2: Harvard Services. Y'all better give me a a whole, like, (laughs) Harvard (laughs) Services, like the school. Check Mm, them out. You can incorporate, like, $180, and you just pay, you know, you just pay your taxes every single year. But there's a lot of benefits. We'll talk about that at some point. On the show, yes. and yes. I also want to yeah. I also want to talk to you too about this because I feel like that's been the
0: topic of conversation because Tish is in South Carolina, I'm mm-hmm. in um, Brooklyn, but I'm actually thinking of moving to Atlanta. We're actually going to Atlanta next mm-hmm. week. And you're right, like it definitely the cost of living is rising. But I mean, things like even living in Brooklyn, like Tish will come do a film. She'll come and she'll be like, oh, yeah, that cheese that you bought, that was like $6. It would have been like $2 at Walmart. <laughs> and I'm like, our our expenses are so high. And just being in entertainment, yeah. and like for me, I'm 31 years old. So I'm thinking about like, okay, I want to get married eventually. I want to have kids. And I'm thinking about, okay, mm-hmm. this is like industry, like rate. This is like SAG, whatever, SAG rate. And I'm like, okay. I get paid all this money, but even six figures in New York is not like a lot of money. And then you see other people who they build up their connections in these major cities and then they go to these smaller cities Mm -hmm. where their money can stretch. And that's been a hot topic of conversation amongst me and Tish because we're like, Mm, I don't know if I'm gonna do that. Like, yeah, I could go to LA, but I'm like, why? Why would I go to LA when I'm almost gonna need almost a million dollars to like get even like a older four bedroom house when I can go somewhere exactly. else? And also, too, one thing I didn't realize is home ownership in these other areas, like the South and whatnot it's not even like a big deal there's all these programs to help you it's only in these meccas where you have to have all of this money just to have any type of work-life balance so i Mm -hmm. really am happy that you spoke about that and just thank you for your honesty and transparency because people don't want to talk about it but it's an honest conversation of the working artists, the working professional, and entertainment, mm-hmm. especially when you're in your 30s and 40s. Because it's cute when you like fresh out of school. But it's right. not cute when you're like, I'm trying to build a life, but still
2: work in this yes. industry that I'm passionate about. Exactly. And I also feel like it's important, and this is kind of going to lead into like my next question, it's important to when you are in the city, in these areas to really build your connections. Because the reason why I can work in South Carolina and go to New York, go to LA and go to Atlanta and go to Italy and do all these things is because when I was there, I was very active in building my network. And mm-hmm. so now because people know me, I'm just like, oh, ship me out, ship me out, ship me out because mm-hmm. you know, I can do my job. You can trust me. You know, I'm gonna save you the money, and it's not even a big thing to even like yeah. bring there because I'm worth it to them. I'm I yeah. build, like I put my time in in the city to build yeah. my to create value. So my question to you is, how have you been able because you have all these things going on to level to 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 leverage your connections and to use that as a way for you to continually do what you do and to build
1: your companies. Mm-hmm. You know, I would say, as far as leveraging my connections, I would say, on like a business end, it's. You're absolutely right. It's so important to build those, build up your network when you're in these major cities. Um, just because I'm, I'm not finding, you know, these a significant amount. DPS in Delaware. I'm not gonna find a significant amount of you know line producers or anyone who even knows what the hell that is in Delaware. You know, so it's it's very important to build up that network because you won't have anybody to work on your project
0: if you don't.
1: You know, but then on on a personal level, as far as just kind of like going back to being in our 30s and figuring out that work life balance and figuring out how to have that. Quality of life. I have genuine family, like friends that are family mm-hmm. that are like really from from New York, you know. And mm-hmm. so they ha- they're playing it. They they had their brownstone, you know, before everybody thought brownstones <laughs> yes. were high, you know. So they're good, not... <laughs> <laughs> right? So they're like they're they're super good over there, um, you know. But it's just a matter of just being able to have those connections, being able to creatively bounce ideas off, being a part of communities like. you you know and having that network and just simple things as like okay I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to do this dinner theater thing I can make a phone call to someone like oh well I know this person who's a theater producer have a zoom lunch with them you know so just being able to have that um makes me a lot more comfortable with being in Delaware and then Delaware is not that far away no, you know, like I'm true. I'm two hours away. I'm a two hour drive. I can hop on the train, you know? And then I have all this, this access, you know, I'm within two hours of various markets. I'm within New York, I'm within Philadelphia, DC, mm-hmm. Baltimore. So now I've expanded, um, you know, where I can go. And that is only because I built the necessary relationships early in my career. And like, it, it's so crazy because I actually had a couple of producers like recently reach out to me like on LinkedIn, just like, hey, I haven't seen you in forever. Like I see that you have your company now. Like what are you doing? And I credit that to like even when I was a production assistant. I my, one of my models is like, always keep the energy of a production assistant. Because when you was a production assistant, you were hungry, you showed up early, you made sure you were helpful, like you contributed, Like always keep the energy of a production assistant and be humble and always be willing to work hard. And when people see that in you, especially when you get results, especially when this is your gift and, and you're actually a good person, when you don't screw mm-hmm. people over, people remember that. So like recently, I've literally had someone that reached out to me that I have not worked with in five years who's now, you know, a network executive like, "Yo, this is what I'm doing now. I think you got a company." And I'm like, "Okay, God. I, I didn't even have to I didn't even have, you know, I thought I was going to have to crap it and survive and try to get to these. And, and it's just coming to me." But I, you know, but that is because I I laid that foundation of just being, yeah. you know, just being a good human and working be hard a, be and being kind, person. you know? Yeah, be a de- decent
2: person and you know, it, it, it kind of and we we're going to ask you a little bit about like, how do you like, you know, maintain and have longevity? But I think you just kind of answered that you have to be a decent person and you have to work hard. And you have to maintain your relationships, you know? And mm-hmm. that's really how you have, like, longevity in, in this industry. Because people mm-hmm. were, and I have that, that happened to me. I tell Bestie, that happens to me all the time. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've I, like, literally, I've had people who I met, like, six years ago. And yeah. they are trying to figure out their stuff. But now they're, like, executives. And they're, like, mm-hmm. you're, like. Big shots, and now they yeah. have like, money, and they're reaching out, being like, Okay, what you got? What you got going on? I see you in that. I see you. That's <laughs> right.
1: right. right. You know, and exactly. you're like, I'm
2: so glad that I was who I was, and I am who I am, and I'm consistent with who I am. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe you can kind of like co sign on what I'm saying. But as far That's as longevity,
1: really. I think, well, here's the thing when it comes to yeah. longevity in this business, there's a couple of different avenues right and there's the silver spoon in your mouth longevity
2: and mm-hmm. i'm talking
1: to people who you know you you're just connected because your uncle so and so and this person is a cousin and like it's been in your family for years type of you know you have like you you know how we build generational wealth there are people that just, that just have generational connections right mm-hmm. and so there's that aspect of it where you mm-hmm. have that built in but when you're somebody who has to get it from the muscle you come from a place like Delaware, where like my mama still don't know. She's like, "Oh, my daughter, yeah, she she produces the show." I'm like, "Mommy, what's the producer?" I don't know. I just know that that's what the name is, <laughs> you know. And so when you're that person and you have to build everything from from the ground up, um, it humbles you, right? Yeah. Because at any at any moment, it's like this industry is small. You know, you, you, you have that one, you set that one, get on that one show where you're horrible or you're nasty to people and like you, you set a reputation. Because mm-hmm. just about every gig that I've ever received was because like someone says like, oh, Raquel would be great for this. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's so, as far as in that aspect, like to your point, just be a decent human, Um, but also, for me, I'm a very spiritual person, right? And so like even within these last two years, I really kinda had to take a step back and spiritually analyze because you really can mentally burn out, mm-hmm. right? You can you can get jaded by the nonsense, by the mm-hmm. by the tomfoolery, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's very important the I guess my mantra that I'm saying right now is to constantly fill my cup. And sometimes that doesn't have anything to do with the industry. When you're, when you're working on shows and you're working 14, 16 hour days and you're on a, a, a 12 week gig and you've not slept and you're one day off, somebody get in an argument and you got to go f- film it. True story, I'll never forget that. You know, <laughs> you, you have to. You have to figure out a way to fill your cup. So whether mm-hmm. that is making sure you get in that meditation, making sure you have some sort of spiritual practice, making sure you're, you're eating well, making sure you like, all right, you ain't got to be Miss Fitness, but girl, go ahead and get you a walk-in. You yes. know, That's- journal, you know, because it, it takes more than just, you know, having the connections or being, you have to have the mental stamina mm-hmm. to be able to put up with, a lot of the things that come that are not the pretty parts people see the the result they see what's on television they see the they see the edited version people exactly. don't see you when you when you're working on a budget and you're trying to figure out why in the world this producer went way over budget they see or, the
2: Instagram or, version let's call it what it is it's the Instagram yes. version of you they see the instagram version of you girl exactly people looking at, the
1: highlight, yeah. looking the, at highlight. the highlight reel looking at the highlight reel but if you, if you constantly fill your cup and you work on yourself internally, everything else will, will just gravitate towards you. I'm a firm believer in, like, when you fill your cup, every if you're constantly filling your cup, it is constantly overflowing. Mm-hmm. And so it will overflow mm-hmm. into every aspect of your life. It's going to overflow into, like, I don't have to beg for these connections. They come to me. It's going mm-hmm. to overflow into I have peace. And because I have peace, I know how to set boundaries in the workplace. Mm. I know how to say, mm-hmm. like, actually, the contract says that this is a ten-hour day, and I'm going to go home now respectfully. I'm mm-hmm. going to go home now. Mm-hmm. You know. But, so when you're filling your cup and you walk in that authority and you and you walk in that energy, that's what's going to sustain you. You keep that work ethic. You fill your cup. You have those connections so that you can keep going.
0: Mm-hmm. And can, I
2: say no. that's very impo- can I say that's very important? Can I say that's very important? FYI, I'm going to say this. You need to join New York Women Filmmakers, FYI. Okay, And, okay. and <laughs> shout out, because I'm a board member, shout out to New York Women yes. Filmmakers. Yes. Please join. Okay. But can I say it's very important for women to do that? And I work with a lot of men, and I just want to say that women, we have a tendency to overcompensate, and we have a tendency to do, to do more because we want to rise to the top and because there are... Mm-hmm. And especially when you're a Black woman, you want to just, you want to be seen in a certain light. You want to work hard, but Mm -hmm. it is very important, especially for women that we set those boundaries boundaries because we are health-wise, we are affected psychologically, mentally, emotionally. We are affected. So we have to recognize also as women how the workplace has an effect on us, us, this is, Mm-hmm. You no, know, just mm-hmm. internally. So just I don't think I know we're all equal, but the way that our bodies work, women, mm-hmm. the way that our bodies work is that we, you know, we actually react, our bodies react to that amount yeah. of time and not setting those boundaries and filling ourselves back up. So and, and, also,
0: really. too, and also too, um, you know, when I'm hearing you talk, um, Rocky, I hear you. I hear a person that's very personally self-developed and I think that um Thank it's really you important. My therapy. I was okay. So, let's get into it. Let's get into it because I literally was just about to say I hear a person that is aware and the thing the thing about it is I know when I started going to therapy, my Therapist actually was the one that brought up the cup and pouring into your cup. And she said, You know, Darquoia, I don't think you realize you say you did like three or four things today, but those three or four things actually entail like within those four things, there's like 10 things in this leg, Mm -hmm. and five things in this leg, and three things in this leg. And she was like, You are completely underestimating how much work and how much energy you are putting into these things. And not just even as a pertains to work um your professional life even your personal life it's like mm-hmm. you still have to like get your laundry done you like you said you still have to work out because all of these yes. things make up like you and your ability to be able to perform your job and so i think that it's really important also for people to also begin their work because mm-hmm. for me awareness completely changed everything before i didn't i was just operating i didn't realize like oh i actually Actually need to set up these boundaries at work or oh I actually mm-hmm. need to pour into myself what's a pour out what's a pour in if you're work if you're a person where and also to like hustle culture it's like well I'm going hard I'm not sleeping I'm doing this I'm doing that but that is not realistic you can do a 90 day run people do it all the time but yeah. to consistently show up and give the, give high value content to consistently show up and and give value and to provide value in whatever you're doing, that takes a certain way of being and awareness and, and placing those boundaries and doing the things that you need to do for yourself. But all that comes with awareness. And a lot of that came from therapy. And I just think that mm-hmm. you can tell the difference between a person who's doing their internal work and who's not, because that's, yeah. the, that's the difference between a person just existing and then a person that's seeing certain things they're like you know what um and also too it's okay to be operating in a certain way and to get results and to say you know what i don't like that i don't like what i I know that i've been on this path i know that i've gotten this these results but you want to know what i need to do something different and to pivot and to change so the poor in, you're talking about this poor and i also think that comes from awareness and black women i am sorry but our whole lives it's just like being a strong black woman oh is being yeah. girl yeah. you know so you like you're strong and you can do it and it's like no i'm human and i'm a woman can we also talk about that like like tish yeah. you talked about that like your hormones and all of that so also mm-hmm. too begin to work because whether it's therapy whether it's journaling whether it's you know asking yourself why do i have these like behaviors why do i have these thought patterns why do i consistently do these things over and over again and create that awareness so you can create a life where you can thrive and not survive because that's also like this systemic thing that i feel like it was put in
2: place with slavery and all of that and just work 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 and can, we, right, can right. we can we just acknowledge also guys that we're coming we're, i think we're coming out of the pandemic probably in the mm-hmm. next year but can we also recognize that people have been operating in a place of trauma yes. and recognize that you know as you come out of the pandemic um because me me and bestie both we went into therapy <laughs> and, and plan. Yeah, we weren't planned because of, because we understand even though we were like working and getting things to date at place there were things that were affecting us around us and it, it was just like there was no place to go and you really just mm. need a place or a space where people just let you know that you're not crazy you're not going out of your mind so yeah so In the workplace, I want to say this, Rocky, I also want artists and people who are coming back and I really want to work on a program for this to know that like, you're probably at some point and some of you are working out of a place of trauma and no. I just want you to recognize that, that it yeah. has been a tumultuous, a really difficult year. And as you come back to work, that everybody just wants to throw you back out there, no. that it's okay. And I know we're not your, like, I tend to be the onset therapist. I call myself that because there <laughs> is no HR. as a producer, yeah. there is no HR. So everybody right. comes to you and I have to ask the question, like, what is really, like I'm a therapist, like what is (laughs) really the problem? And people will say, (laughs) what's the root, what's this? Because I know that it's coming from a place that before the pandemic, I know how you operate. I know the position, I know what happened. What is this really coming from? And sometimes I have to ask. So I really believe that producers, as we're out there, we need to also recognize people are gonna come back traumatically. And if they haven't, aren't like people like us, who've been yeah. like in therapy and who've been working on ourselves and aware of how the pandemic or how other things, how racial injustice and mm-hmm. all the things that have been happening has affected our perspective and our viewpoint in the workplace, then mm-hmm. you're just gonna be going through people because you're gonna be you're gonna be hiring all kinds of people. So I just wanna say that it's okay, guys, it. to recognize that you have trauma after the
1: last year. And for, you know, speaking of trauma, I think that like, for me, the trauma existed long before the pandemic, Mm -hmm. you know? And so my journey, as far as just my mental health journey started long ago. Like I will never forget the first therapy session that I went to, um, where the therapist was like, "Okay, well, you have PTSD. And I was like, girl, I ain't been in nobody's (laughs) IRAC. No, I don't. (laughs) Because that's what what you think of, you know? And so I think trying to, and I think that was when I first moved to New York, you know? And so as a Black woman operating in that superhero syndrome that people have put on us that we also wear, not proudly, you know, because I was crying in the bathroom. I'm between takes, but I'm crying in the bathroom because I'm having a whole meltdown. and then, and for me, it was like witnessing things like like being on set with um amazing women, white women who are great women, but the space that was there for their emotions
2: mm. i will never I will mm. never
1: forget that oh, me and my coworker were both equally stressed. And she cried in front of the showrunner, and I cried in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And what that equated was more weight on me and less of a burden on her because what I came did. out looking like the superhero. And so I remember mm-hmm. taking that to my therapist and, and, Especially working in this industry where it, it takes up so much of your time, mm. it, it, it's really easy for that to just be your life. So not only am I dealing with my personal trauma, and I'm, and, but I'm also super stressed out at work. But then yeah. feeling like I there is not a space for me to be a, an emotional woman because I gotta be the strong black woman. Or I also, I'm terrified that I'm gonna get blackballed. It, or I, I don't have the same access to opportunities, you know? And so yeah. I think even yeah. that trauma of working in these spaces and feeling like you can't emote or you can't be a human because every emotion and, and what you do in the workplace is connected to your next gig. When, really? you don't, when you don't work in corporate America and, and, and you are a freelancer and you're a gig to gig to gig, it's like you don't even give yourself permission to feel. You don't give yourself permission to be like, hey, this is a very toxic work environment because you're like, this could potentially affect my money. And, mm-hmm. and especially if you are a first generation breaking that spirit of poverty, there's almost like this fear of yeah. like, I can't stand up for myself in this space because that means that like, I won't be able to help my mom. I won't be able to help my sister. I won't be able to pay this high ass rent. You know, you're, there are mm-hmm. so many things where you are essentially stuffing that trauma in, stuffing. And so then you get to the Girl. pandemic and then it is compounded. And so that's why I, I challenge anyone who is above the line um, to, to take these stories because we're finally talking about it. But it's really up to the people that are above the line to be protective of the people that are on your team. Mm-hmm. To, you know, know. Like, to not overwork your team and then to also get into a space within yourself. Like I literally after mm-hmm. I have never been as broke as 20, well, that I take that back. I grew up in the project. Right. I, <laughs> as I've been working. Yes. 2020 was financially rough. But then mm-hmm. I also came into an awareness through doing my self-work of like, OK. But also I, I finally got to sit down and cry. I finally got to sit down and recognize this is not normal. Your EP calling you at 1 o'clock in the morning to go over the shots for the next day is not normal. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. (laughs) I had to make the decision that I am appreciative of every connection that I have. I'm appreciative of every opportunity that has come my way. And I'm going to fill my cup, but I'm also going to set necessary boundaries because I mentally cannot afford to go back into that space. Mm -hmm. I mentally cannot afford, because then you're not gonna get a a good producer. If I'm not okay Mm -hmm. here, you will not get a good show. I'm able to make yeah. great content now because I'm able to set boundaries. I go home when I'm supposed to go to. Listen, it's ten o'clock at night. I'm not responding to the email. Mm-hmm.
0: This yeah, is not normal. Good for you. Good for well, you.
2: And, and that's and that's that's just that's also just really important. And you know, there's like like you said, people want to praise people who just like they have no boundaries. That's just a thing in this industry. It's just like, oh, you're this person because you literally have no boundaries. It's because everybody mm-hmm. else to have boundaries and they want yeah. a person not to have boundaries so that they can do what they want to do. That's what I've learned. Yeah. You want yeah. me to be boundaryless. So then yeah. you don't have to ex- be, you don't have to extend yourself. Yeah, You don't have to extend yourself. So that's why you want me to be like that. But I just also want to say, guys, we're coming to the end of our podcast. And I, I think this is going to kind of blend into some of the things that we're saying, but I'm going to let uh, bestie kind of asked the question because <laughs> it's kind of. Um, I just wanted to also piggyback
0: off of what you both are saying, and my therapist actually brought this to my attention. My attention, and and it's really helped me to just have a different perspective when people are pulling at me in different directions. You know, she said that everybody is always it's it's there. It's within our human nature to naturally protect and go after our own self interest. She said Mm. it does not make a person selfish, but what happens is, is you have your own self interest and the other person has their own self interest. And usually when the two meet your interest and their interest, then you have a great partnership or collaboration,
1: Um,
0: but When but like understanding that when you're working with people, whether it's professionally or even personally, like now that I I realize that I'm like, you know what? I'm like, because I'm just a giver, like I'll give, give, give. And sometimes I just feel like people just suck me dry. But what I have to realize is that when I'm interacting with people, it's not that they're just trying to take. They're just protecting their own self-interest. This is what they need in the moment. They want that. You know, and yes. um, now I have to. I also have to protect my own self interest. And like both of you are speaking, talking about, um, it's within your own self interest to not answer a email at 10 p.m. Right. You know, mm-hmm. period. They also are trying to protect their own self interest, which is I need you to answer this question so that I can do my job. And so for me, I don't really get as upset anymore when people mm-hmm. are just. Like, coming at me coming at me because i'm like that's fine but also i'm going to protect my own self interest so i just wanted to also say that it's that tip has helped me a lot both personally and professionally and i don't when people start acting a fool now i'm just like okay there you go with your self-interest that's fine
1: right (laughs) i mean it's just like one of my favorite books is the four agreements
0: and like i love
1: that don't take it it's not personal yes you know and i think that like for so long i was internalizing everything. I'm internalizing. If I get a bad note, I'm internalizing that I'm getting this email and now I have to respond. You know, I was internalized, but to your point, everybody has their own self-interest and a part of my healing journey has been because my entire life has been about giving, 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 giving. Mm-hmm. I've not been able to set those boundaries and I've not been able to establish my own self-interest. I didn't even know what that looked like. Because even when I was working those hours, I'm sending money home. I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. I, I just started getting to the place of like, girl, you work hard. It's time for all of that work that you do to be sewn into you, yes. to go into the workplace and be interested in you, to take mm-hmm. a project because this will look good for you, you know, mm-hmm. like, and, and not and not feeling guilty about it, not feeling shame about it at all, you know? So now I'm able to walk into that space and it it took, you know, a year of being extraordinarily broke <laughs> for me to be like, you know, What's one more month without a gig? You know, because <laughs> I would much rather have a month where I don't make the money. I'd I'd rather have my peace, and, and so I I don't take now. I don't take a if my spirit is back, when I'm looking at. I could be on stack me up like Mm-mm, nope, that looks toxic. Mm-mm, nope, that looks and I can have people will send me stuff and they're like, oh, this is perfect for you, and I'm like, nope, it doesn't resonate with like what will bring me joy, peace, and rest. Nope, don't look like that Mm -hmm. not taking it you know and so but that's my that's my walk that's 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 how i love on me and pour into me Mm -hmm. um you know and and for me it's just like i'm seeing the results Mm -hmm. i'm seeing that like i'm not trying as hard anymore and things are just coming to me Mm -hmm. they're just coming to me like this was my first this is technically even though i've been Undercover show running digital for a long time. This is my first, just Angela is my first official show running executive producer credit. And that came wow. to me. yay, yes. let's thank wait, you. let's
0: congratulate that moment. I, we t- l- listen. Yeah, can we listen. take, yeah,
2: can we take a moment, yes. take a moment for that? Yes. You know, yeah. like, we tend to like, when we get these things because we go, 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 we tend to brush over it, but can we take a moment and appreciate Absolutely. Absolutely. You, sis, Absolutely. You know, yes. for that? Absolutely, yes, thank you. Yeah. Thank
1: you, but, I'm just honored, you know, I'm, I'm glad <laughs> that, I've stood my ground with making sure that I am only taking on projects or working with people that resonate with what is best for me. you know. And so within that, when I tell you i spoke spoken to the universe, I want to work in theater. And I got back-to-back theater projects. I was able to like AD an amazing, you know, theater project with Damascus Theater that's Hopefully, going to be a pilot and come out soon, but we'll see. You know, and like I'm working on another theater project. I spoke all of those into it, and it just came to me. Like even the theater project that I'm working on now, like my friend randomly hit me up, like, "Hey, someone is looking for someone, and that sounds like you." I didn't apply, you know, and so I think that there is something to be said about pouring into yourself, about Mm -hmm. standing in your own self interest and not feeling guilty about it. Because I think that of all the people, black women are made to feel like there is no space. For us to get to ourselves, like it's oh, like we are we are the mothers of the earth, the strong women of the earth, and like everybody's on our boot, like we just suckling all the children. Like no boo, you ain't <laughs> gonna suck me dry. No, I'm gonna be born into you. myself. The boobs are cut off; they are for me, See? Not and, the and then, But that's <laughs> yes. also that,
2: that also that that there also is because of that too. There is no like real, there's no real empathy for our plight, you know, because of that superwoman role that we have to do. There's no empathy for our plight. So that kind of leads me into our last question. What ignites your motivation and how do you stay consistent and persistent to follow your dreams?
1: Mm. You know, for me, this is my calling. This is my ministry. Mm-hmm. I, am, I, I genuinely believe that not only am I called to be a storyteller, but I am called to tell stories that transform and heal people, especially in the avenues of where I went through in my life. You know like every every test every experience that i went through is, is meant to help somebody else so for me like that's the motivation behind it because i know i have an assignment to that daddyless daughter i have an assignment to that broken little girl i have an assignment to that little girl from the project who feels like i'm never going to be able to do anything with my life i i have i am a walking testimony for that person mm. that feels like they can't make it out. So that is the core of my motivation. So mm. even when I get when I'm exhausted and when I feel like oh my gosh why am I doing this like I have to go back to like that's that's the that's the purpose that's
0: yeah. the purpose
1: and then also like pouring into myself this is fun this is I get, to, I, get I get to I get to have fun I get to play. And that, feed, mm-hmm. that feeds me. I get to go and work with actors and I get to act. I might jump on a stage here and there. I get to, yeah. I get to do something that I genuinely enjoy. I, mm-hmm. I get to do something that I don't need to retire from. I'm mm-hmm. excited about what I'm doing. And so I, I want to maintain that. I want to keep being excited about what I'm doing. And, and I'm very cognizant of like, don't let nobody feel your joy. You got into this because you love this. Yeah. You know, so whatever you whatever I have to do to continue loving this, whatever I have to do to, to reach um broader and broader audiences so I can reach the person that I'm supposed to minister to, I want to that's my motivation to keep going. Uh, girl, oh you, God. Better,
2: you better you better speak that. So for yeah. our, <laughs> our listeners and our viewers out there, we definitely want you to follow Rocky on Instagram. R A Q I L I L
1: Y. That sounds like a song, right? But I M B E V A. You know about me. Listen, I only do like one. It took me so long to get this. I'm just, I'm just I'm do this.
0: I couldn't even get that one. one. I couldn't I even get that one. one dance. I'm still on my two step. Like, just, Listen, you
1: know, I'm still on the hill toe. And if you're from Philly, I'm still on the Wu Tang. Listen, that's all I did in college. You <laughs> know, <laughs> so. So
2: make sure you <laughs> follow Rocky at Rocky on Instagram, guys. And big ups again to our Spotify people. I always say that for listening, yes. to us giving us the analytics. You out here, you doing your thing, but no, no, no shade to you know Google and Apple, you know. But Spotify yeah, too is holding us down. Holding us down, and we want to thank Rocky for being our guest today. It was invaluable, girl. The truth you. that you're speaking out there—it is invaluable, guys. You mm-hmm. really need to listen because this is the truth. This is not what people want you to see, but the real, real. Because we like to keep yes. it real on here, and Absolutely. just make sure that you you continue to, you know, listen, guys, and support our black women out here because support is how we get things done. Okay, support. And support gonna her. Be- hire her. Hire her, Netflix yeah. and, and HBO <laughs> and networks. Let's hire yes. her, right? Because she yes. Re- yes. y'all ain't ready for her, but she ready for y'all.
1: They don't, okay? even, they don't and even know that. we just
2: pull okay. that Rocky. Do the flip, flip your hair. You got to do the flip because that hair is
1: you know. When you when you throw in, you gotta like do the you know. all the
0: positivity into your life, Rocky. I just I know that you know, continue to shine your light. I just know that great things are are coming for you. I just see that you're completely rooted and grounded in who you are as a person. And I know that there's nothing but growth that's gonna come
1: from there. So, yeah. Thank you. And thank you guys for doing this. Thank you for having a space for yeah. us. Thank you for like holding space For for women, for entertainers, black entertainers, black people who are working in the industry, for us to be able to keep it real, you know, because I wanna see more of us in the room. I don't wanna be the unicorn in the room. You know, I wanna see (laughs) us there, you know, and I believe that platforms like this, podcasts like this, give. Room and opportunity for that person that's down the block that's like, oh, I could never do that. Yes, you can. Yes, yes, you can. So, thank you for holding space for this. I really appreciate oh, you guys having me. Thank,
2: thank you, Rocky. Thank you. And I just want to remind everyone: we are, you know, you can catch us every Thursday, eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time, five p.m. You know, Pacific Time, and Central. You know what it is, okay? So we ain't gonna re- we ain't gonna go there again, okay? <laughs> We ain't going to go there again. But we love y'all. We love y'all, you know? And we want to thank you all again for joining us. We'll see you on the flip side. See you next time. Thank you, Rocky. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye, guys.